You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! And welcome to Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smoking Joe. I'm Brad Jackson. And here we are. We're doing a podcast. Born to be kings. <laughs> Sorry, that's the Highlander song. What if? <laughs> what if the Cigar Nerds did a musical podcast? <laughs> and all of the listeners went deaf simultaneously. <laughs> As they probably should if we were singing. <laughs> but. Me, 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 me. What are we smoking uh, this week, Brad? Uh, back in black. This week we have the Hoyo de Monterey Excalibur Black. Yes. A new, darker, spicier blend of the uh, Hoyo de Monterey Excalibur, which the original... Excalibur is probably like the first cigar I ever smoked. Our first real cigar that I'd ever smoked, you know, that wasn't like a gas station Philly blunt. Because <laughs> a buddy of mine like brought some back when he had a had a kid, and that was like his uh, pass out cigar was a Hoyo Excalibur. And I'm like, oh, this is what real cigars taste like. I should probably start smoking these. <laughs> yes, you should. Not to knock the uh, gas station, you know, Philly blunt, you know, it has its purpose. Usually for other things than cigar smoking. I don't know if they still make him. Remember, like the Philly Titans? It was like a, it was a giant Philly blunt. It was like a seven-inch Philly. Probably. Yeah, dude, it was the uh, it was a Snoop Dogg blunt. <laughs> yes, this has a dark and oily broadleaf wrapper around a savory Honduran and spicy Nicaraguan viso and Lajero tobaccos, with tasting notes of leather, cocoa, earthy, and peppery. I would agree with that. It's almost like you're reading that verbatim. Yeah, pretty much. For once, a cigar manufacturer has uh, details on their website. <laughs> as as we've uh, you know, commented in the past, you know, most your cigar manufacturers are not great at SEO, and <laughs> yeah, most of the time, new cigars aren't on their website yet. But this one was actually. Are you on talking the about website. the Elder Scrolls Online? Yes. <laughs> no, uh, search engine optimization, SEO. <laughs> Not ESO. No. Oh, okay. The other three letter. Same letters, different order. Oh. But it does say you should pair this with a stout beer or a aged rum, which those are two things I do enjoy. Yeah, I, I do as well. Um, I would imagine espresso or, you know, a strong coffee pairing quite nicely with this as well. Coffee. You know, what if you paired this with a stout? And that brings us to this week's topic. Ah, oh, I meant to bring you that, but <laughs> it wasn't... Oh, no, I planned on being here tonight, didn't I? Yeah, there's really no excuse. <laughs> uh, I have a very spicy Mexican stout you got to try. Sounds intriguing and also dangerous. <laughs> but we're going to talk about the latest Marvel MCU Disney Plus TV series. But what uh, if we don't? What if? Well, if we don't, then we'll just cut this off right now and post a five-minute podcast. People are like, what the fuck? <laughs> I love this cigar podcast. It's short, sweet, and to the point. It's like, hey, smoke the cigar. Peace out. That's hey, what we do. Hey, 
hey assholes, do another uh, five minute uh, episode. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So after uh, you know, the this is the of, quickie episode of Loki uh, introduces to the the multiverse. Now we're getting a tour through that multiverse via Marvel's What If. And if you're gonna fight, you know, interdimensional killer robots, you should probably call in Strike Force. StrikeforceEnergy.com. Use your promo code CigarNerds for twenty percent off your order. Get caffeinated before Ultron comes to kill you. What if I don't? Then you'll die tired. Dang it! <laughs> you don't want to be tired when you die. No, you want to be like you know, fully awake. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Brutal. And with that, we'll be right back. All creatures searching for a place to belong. As for me, I am the Watcher. The Hydra Stomper? And there's someone inside. Someone needs to attend to them. If that pocket dimension cracks... I have nothing but time. We're just stories to you. We're not real. You watch us fight. Win, lose. The multiverse, every single world, every story is my home. And I will protect it to the end. Welcome to the multiverse. Yeah, we got robots and zombies and what if things happened that never really happened but could have happened. We've got party Thors. We've got... I mean, I I now understand how we got Fat Thor. (laughs) Viva Las Vegas! That's now my favorite battle cry. Oh, yes. Good old Viva Las Vegas. Yes, Marvel's... but I mean, he broke rule one. What stays, you know, happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. He, he wasn't supposed to bring that, you know. Yeah, that shit spread all over the world. <laughs> it's like herpes. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the god of thunder is also the god of keggers. <laughs> Loud, thunderous applause and parties. Oh, <laughs> uh, like. Earthlings, prepare to have your boring lives. Can we do like a gender party? <laughs> can we do like a gender bent Thor and you know it be thunder thighs? <laughs> I am God of Thunder Thighs. <laughs> can can what if? <laughs> Maybe season two of what if? Uh, but yes, this and is... that's why I'm not allowed to direct anything. Uh... Marvel Studios Disney Plus What If, the next in the series of the Disney Plus Star Wars, or Star Wars, fucking Marvel TV shows, and its first animated foray. But it was kind of cool because they also got most of the actors from the MCU to voice their characters. Even the, you know, late Chadwick Boseman, this was, I guess, the last thing he did for Marvel, so... T'Challa in the What If series is, you know, played by Chadwick Boseman, and 
You know, pretty much the only people that... I just don't know how anybody else is going to pull that character off. Like... Well, you so know, far, I think they're they're replacing him. They're going to make his sister the new Black Panther in the future like, films, supposedly. I mean, we've we've had so long with so many of these characters that it's just like, you know, you, you hear any other voice or something, you're like, no, no. <laughs> just not, you know, the same. <laughs> yeah, and like, we had you know, most of the, I guess, original portrayers return as their voices... With the exception of, uh, is that the dinner bell? <laughs> you know, What's no Robert Downey Jr. And go no dinner, no Chris Evans, uh, even no uh, whatever Tom, uh, not Tom Hiddleston, uh, Tom Holland uh, was, I guess, too busy to <laughs> record voices for this. But most of the original cast of characters return for this animated foray. Yeah, I, I you know, isn't it weird that? The voices now, like, can make or break more so than the animation. Yeah, especially when it's based off a known element. You know, yes. It's like, you know. I mean, if it's something brand new, yeah, you've got no baseline. But we've got 20 years of baseline at this point. Yeah. It's like when I see a DC animated something and Batman's not voiced by Kevin Conroy. I'm like, all right, this is fucking weird. Kevin Conroy is the voice in my head when I read Batman comics at this point. He's been doing it so long. So when they have somebody else, I'm just like, this this, this doesn't uh, this doesn't compute. <laughs> this was a half-assed attempt, no matter how great the content actually is. Which, I did watch that uh, uh, new like two-part Batman movie on, uh, on HBO. It's like Batman the Long Halloween. They got Jensen Eccles from uh, Supernatural voice in Batman, which... Did a did an all right job, but I'm still I'm like, if it ain't Kevin Conroy, it's just it's just don't feel right. Well, I'll make sure that uh you know Kevin gets the message. Maybe he'll come to a Dragon Con someday. Yes, let's do a Dragon Con. Let's have another Dragon Con, but not today. <laughs> I'm I'm really tired today. I need I need a few days before we have another Dragon Con. <laughs> You've already had Dragon Con. Yes, yes, but what about the second Dragon Con? Yes. <laughs> what if we had two Dragon Cons? Now, that would be a what if episode. So, yeah, the kind of the premise of this, you know, is we, we've got a, a guide through the multiverse. Uh, the Watcher, who you've kind of seen in the in a, like last Guardians of the Galaxy movie, it kind of showed them. They're the big-headed alien dudes that just kind of watch the universe unfold and they're in the Marvel universe. They're kind of like these godlike creatures, but they're all powerful, all seeing, but pretty much like <laughs> we have to be completely passive. Yeah. We're like, we can't, uh, we cannot interfere like the old star Trek prime directive <laughs> or it's like reality is just like space television to these guys. It's just a simulation. It's I'm... like, it's like playing the Sims. <laughs> It's like, what bad thing can happen now? Oh, there's a tornado full of Godzillas. <laughs> oh, that's bad. But I did like that, kind of the way they did it, it was like, each episode was a, it wasn't like vastly, like, hey, we're going to do this, but all the rules of the world has changed. It's like, they would take like a very small split 
and show what kind of huge conf- consequences it would have had in the universe for this one like little thing. That's why time travel's so dangerous. <laughs> Butterfly effect. <laughs> it's dangerous. Yeah, so episode one was, what if uh, Captain Carter were the first Avenger? But, either way, Steve Rogers is still a badass because he got the fucking Hydra Stomper. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the coolest thing of this episode. So, yeah, it's like, so if you remember from... Captain America. The first I Avenger. really didn't like. I I really feel like I should have gone back and like rewatched <laughs> like everything and been like, Joe, we can't do this episode for like a year because I have to rewatch <laughs> all of the MCU again. Well, in that uh, in the version we saw in the movies, uh, you know, the doctor suggests like to Peggy Carter, like, won't you be more comfortable up in the uh, the uh, control booth? But she's like, no, I'm going to stay here on the lab floor. So she kind of notices the Hydra terrorist uh, before anybody else, and he ends up injuring Steve, and and so like they're like, we got to do this experiment now, or we're gonna lose the opportunity. So she jumped to the machine and got the super soldier serum, and Steve stayed a skinny little bastard. And it turns out Captain Carter was a way better Captain America than Steve because she was like bad. I mean, she was kicking the oh, yeah, shit out of absolutely. people. Absolutely. <laughs> Like, I, 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 you know, I really love that episode, you know. I mean, you know, given the the time period and everything else, oh, you're a woman, you can't do this. Oh, she did it better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but she's not American, so she got a big English uh, flag on her uh, <laughs> her shield. And then, of course, they, you know, instead of Hydra getting the Tesseract at the start of the movie, you know, she's such a badass, she steals the damn Tesseract back from him. And then Howard Stark uses it to make a World War II era Iron Man suit, pretty much. But it's like, since it's World War II technology, it's like big as shit. Looks like a fucking Sherman tank with legs. <laughs> A.K.A. the Hydra. I mean, it's like a big OD green. It looked almost like... Uh, the Hulkbuster armor, in a way. Yeah, but I was going to say, the, uh, I remember in the first Iron Man movie, the... The Ironmonger the, suit. The, the Hulkbuster armor? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Not the Hulkbuster, but the, the evil Iron Man suit from the first Iron Man movie. It, it kind of had that look to it. like I don't remember. It's been so long. <laughs> well, at the end of the first Iron Man movie, he had to fight Obadiah Stane, who built his own Iron Man suit. And it was big as shit, bro. <laughs> This is so long ago. So, <laughs> so, so faint the memories. Uh, and shout out to Jeffrey Wright, who voiced the Watcher through all these series, and he, he kind of narrates them all and and introduces the things as he's as he's watching. But I mean, his voice of of the Watcher just kind of like oh yeah, absolutely sold that great, character. Great yes. narration. <laughs> These are the stories of what if. But yeah, the I mean, the whole uh, whatever Dum Dum Dugan and and Bucky doesn't doesn't uh, get captured and become the Winter Soldier, but Steve's uh, Hydra Stomper gets blown up on the train instead of uh, Bucky, and instead of the whole like, I'm gonna use the Tesseract to power all these weapons for the third right. It's like, no, we're going to open a portal to like the ancient monster that Hydra worships. <laughs> so you get this full on like Cthulhu, Cthulhu battle. Yeah. 
I was digging it. I was like, yeah, more tentacles. <laughs> Especially Carter grabs the sword off the wall and running with the sword and shield. I'm like, is this like Wonder Woman again? Because <laughs> start start getting a little Wonder Woman warming up in here. Nah, I, I I'm not gonna knock Wonder Woman, but you know, Peggy was a badass. Yeah, Peggy's like legit badass. And you know, she to close the portal, she has to go through the portal. So instead of like Steve getting frozen for. 50 years or however long he was in the ice. Basically, it's like the first Avengers movie when the Tesseract opens up a portal in the future and instead of Loki popping out, it's her popping out, like, you know, after chopping up a bunch of, uh, freaking, uh, tentacles. <laughs> and they're like, uh, hi, Captain Carter, uh, welcome to the future. <laughs> Where is everyone? Well, <laughs> you went forward many, many years. I do like when we... Spoiler alert, eventually we find out these aren't just one-off episodes. That pretty much, they're all connected at a certain point. So we, most of these characters we see in each of these episodes return for the final episode. Uh, when the Guardian, which we'll get there, or the uh, Watcher, finally witnessed something so horrific that he's like, I can no longer play a passive role. You know, something... I must a- break my oath! <laughs> There's a threat so big that it threatens all of realities, so I'm going to have to put and together my giant own, uh, kitty cat. <laughs> my own Avengers team. But yeah, when you kind of jump back to what's going on with Carter, it's the opening of Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Like, shot for shot, but it's her instead of Steve. And it, they even have that scene where Black Widow is giving Steve shit about, you know, dating <laughs> like, hey, have you talked to this one girl in accounting? Or, but it's like reverse, like, you know, Bart in accounting's been asking about you. And he's like, he's like, no fun thing has ever started with uh, Bart from accounting or whatever the dude's name was. And she's like, oh, what if his name was Steve? And she's like, oh, widow, I thought we were just being friends. That was me. <laughs> it's, it's like th- th- those two interact. I mean, it's almost like shot. So it's shot. okay to have Steve in accounting? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty much that conversation they're having. It's almost like shot for shot the opening of uh uh Captain America uh Winter Soldier before like you know yeah i mean that's what made it so great is things were big head dude shows up and recruits her <laughs> you know so similar but you know at the same time so vastly different like yeah and just the... like there was enough homage there to be like hey this feels familiar but I'm seeing something, you know, in a completely reimagined, you know, state. And I guess that's what makes time travel such fuckery. <laughs> but really, this isn't time travel. <laughs> it's what if. What if we truly are living in a simulation, man? I just want to see a live action Hydra Stomper. That yeah, that shit needs to show up somewhere in MCU because that thing is just badass. I mean, I've seen some; they're already releasing models and shit and toys of it. I'm like, freaking World War Two Iron Man is is a badass uh, <laughs> look. I agree with that 100. percent What do you think of the animation style of all of this? Were they you kind know, of like that not CGI, more that chill sated animation style on all these? I liked it, you know, I, it didn't, 
like I'm picky about animation. Like there is such thing as animation that just looks too flashy. Yeah. And you know, this had a great balance. You know, it it reminded me a little bit of cartoons from my childhood. <laughs> Um, you know, the way they were sketched out and everything, but at the same time, like, there was a crispness and, you know, the digital age, you know, absolutely did show itself, but, you know, it's, it's much better than if everything was drawn, you know, using, like, the Japanese animation style. Yeah, or if it was, like, that really bad, like, computer CGI animation where it's, like, looks like a fucking video game, but not like a modern video game <laughs> it's like marble meets borderlands yeah no if they did a comedy i i could absolutely see that working but yeah i mean and at least it wasn't like the silly cartoony anime like the like the freaking kids anime animation of today all has that really super silly look to it that like something like man some old school G.I. Joe or something, because this stuff just looks like shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, you know, I've, I've tried to watch, you know, some some more modern stuff, and I'm like... At some it... point, like, animators got lazy. Like, the new style of cartoons, it's all, like, very simple drawings and shit, where it's like, this doesn't... This looks... The shit from the 80s look better than this. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is, the shit from the 80s it took them, better like... better writing. <laughs> You know, so much more, uh, you know, time because, hey, I have to do this thing hundreds and hundreds of times over. And we have an arm movement. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I gotta say the the characters, I mean, look like the characters from the movie. It, but I don't know, but this style of animation or the artwork or something, like most of the people they drew looked way too like attractive i guess like flowing hair and yeah it's disney animators <laughs> so it's like fucking uh winter soldier and uh, thor look like goddamn disney princesses they were like <laughs> i mean thor is a disney princess we've already been down this road uh, peggy is a disney princess i mean they, they uh i mean they, they kind of make that joke and uh i mean the... at least they didn't you know look like the fucking powder puff girls or something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like <laughs> It's but, like I can't get over this distraction. I mean, they even kind of make that joke in the uh, uh, episode three, where like Party Thor, or not? No, it's uh, where the uh, the serial killer episode. But it's like they're like Coulson's like there's some guy with amazing hair. Like <laughs> he, he looks like a what Rocket say a pirate and a and a witch had a a, a baby or something like that. And even Hawkeye's like. Colson wasn't wrong about the hair. <laughs> I mean, it is fabulous. All right. I mean, we we've got hair envy. I have hair envy of everyone that has hair. <laughs> oh, and that brings us to episode two. What if T'Challa became Star Lord? Dude, this was a badass episode. Like at first, <laughs> I was like, I wasn't sure how I felt about it, and then I'm like, holy shit! Yes, Black Panther should be a Star Lord. <laughs> Yeah, like, the one thing they changed in this universe is instead of Yondu coming to Earth to pick up Peter Quill, he sent his two idiot, you know, sidekicks, uh, Taserface and Raglan. They're like, fucking all humans look the same. There's a lot of technology being given off by this one city. That's probably where the guy's at. And it's like, and instead of, like, Star, you know, Peter Quill, they pick up T'Challa, who's like, I want to explore the world. And Yondu's like, 
well, hang out with me, kid. I'll let you explore the galaxy. And then he became like, kind of like Peggy became a way better Captain America. Fucking T'Challa became like the greatest star. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they even have that opening scene where like the, uh, uh, the guys catch him stealing the, the power stone. And he's like, you may know me by another name, star Lord. And like the legendary outlaw. <laughs> like <laughs> when Peter Quill does that, everyone's like, who? But when he does it, they're like, oh my God, you're the, you did this and this and this. He's like, I hate to have to kill you now, but all right, come on. You know, it's, it's your job. You know what? I'll <laughs> lay down my arms and you just kill me instead. Cause it would be an honor to be killed by the great star Lord. <laughs> he's like, he's like, no, no, you can, you can use your gun. He's like, that's very, you know, <laughs> and like still ends up kicking the shit out of him. And then he's like, at the end, he's like, I've hired worse and like <laughs> grabs him and lets him join the crew. But it's like, yeah, he's like basically turned the Ravengers into this force for good. They're all like, yeah, we still we're basically intergalactic Robin Hoods. We <laughs> steal from people to like help other people, and we give you know steal from the rich to help the needy. <laughs> and not only to that, he's like, he stopped Thanos before Thanos ever became. He's like, he's like, you know, we we just had a talk, and I convinced him his whole you know idea of wiping out half the universe was was kind of genocide, and there's better ways to help the universe. He's like, I know, but you know, it, it is kind of, my way's kind of efficient. <laughs> that just joke through the whole thing is Thanos, like trying to explain his original idea to people. And everyone's like, nah, bro, that's just genocide. No, no, it's, it's completely random. It's just a, you know, a snap. It's not genocide because it's random. And they're like, no, it's still genocide, but it's efficient. <laughs> I mean, you can't argue with the efficiency, you know, but, and then you get nebula since, Thanos never turned her into the cyborg assassin that she became in the Avengers movies. She's like this hot femme fatale character. And we get this great, like oceans 11 heist story within the Marvel universe where without Thanos, the collector became like one of the big bads of the galaxy and, and, uh, you know, is wanting star Lord for his collection. And they just come up with this whole plot to steal some kind of, thing that can basically grow life so they can like terraform planets and like make unlimited supplies of food and feed the whole galaxy but yeah thanos is one of the good guys and even uh drax the destroyer since his family didn't kill get killed by thanos he's a bartender on this like party world <laughs> it's and then peter quills like never became star lord so he's just a loser you know night janitor at dairy queen <laughs> Yeah, when it pans out and you just see the deep Dairy Queen, I'm like, ha, ha. oh, now I want a blizzard. <laughs> but then Ego shows up and says, hey, you got time for your old man? And it's like, Watcher's like, oh, this could end badly. <laughs> uh, and eventually uh, T'Challa finds out that uh, his, because Yondu like, you know, told him that his city was wiped out. And he you know, finds out, like, oh, no, you really are the Prince of Wakanda. So they... Him and the Ravagers, you know, go back to uh, Wakanda and and even, even, even like, you know, freaking so, Thanos trying to explain to the Wakandans, like, no, this was mine. And they're like, dude, that's, yeah, it's still genocide. It's like, no, come on. What if Yondu was never Mary Poppins, y'all? <laughs> oh, and that fight with the Collector in his collection. I mean, you get Howard the Duck uh, popping up and, like, giving him a tour. <laughs> But then, like, he puts up, like, case of weapons, and it's, like, Captain America's shield, and, like, well, what happened to all the Avengers in this, uh, this reality? Because, <laughs> you know, he's got a, he's got a hell of a collection here. I mean, he's a mighty duck. 
Yeah, but we go from this, like, feel-good episode to basically a murder mystery. Like, a freaking... We go from, like, Ocean's Eleven to, like, a serial killer episode, which was probably, like, one of the darkest episodes. Uh, what if the world lost its mightiest heroes? And basically someone's killing all the Avengers before they become Avengers. So, I mean, it starts with uh, when Black Widow and Nick Fury find Iron Man and Iron Man 2 hanging out in the donut hung over from partying and give him the medicine that uh, doesn't cure his sickness but delays it enough for him to develop the element that makes him, like, you know, a more efficient Iron Man. But it's like, fucking poisons him and he dies. And it's like, and then from there, it's like the Thor gets uh, taken out by an arrow and then Clint just... Hawkeye just randomly dies and freaking Hulk gets his heart exploded. But it's all these scenes from like, like directly from the lead up movies to Avengers. Cause I didn't realize all that shit kind of happened. Those like three or four movies all happened like the same week before, <laughs> before yeah, like, I the, mean, the uh, events of time Avengers. Time frame wise, you're talking weeks. Why did it take us years to get those? <laughs> production <laughs> but yeah it's a whole like murder mystery of like who's killing the avengers and i mean it was a great whodunit episode yeah and eventually you figure out it's hank pym the original ant-man who's got the wasp suit uh or no it was a yellow jacket suit from uh ant-man so basically in this reality hope became an agent of shield and got killed on a mission and hank pym is like lost his damn mind and is basically uh Trying to get vengeance on Fury by destroying I'm going his dream. crazy with grief. Yeah, he's like, you destroyed my dream, so I'm going to destroy your dream and kill all these freaking Avengers <laughs> before. He... <laughs> but he makes the mistake of killing Thor, and then Loki shows up with the army of Asgard to get vengeance, and luckily uh, Fury's able to convince him, like, give me like 24 hours to find the who actually killed your uh, your, your prince. <laughs> and he's like, so he's like, he's like, all right. You killed all the people on my Avengers list. Why don't you kill, like, random Asgardian dude? He's like, you saw that guy. You were going to recruit him in a second. He had perfect hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Uh, and, of course, like, you know, Loki gets his vengeance. But he's like, hmm, I kind of like this planet. Uh, I'm just going to stay here and be your new, new leader. So, yeah, it kind of leads into the what would happen if Loki invaded and... There was no Avengers to stop him. But, yeah, like, at the end, he's like, you know, Caps are, they're like, you know, what are we going to do? All the Avengers are dead. And Nick Furry's like, you know, these these were the first heroes, but they're not the only heroes. And he goes and finds Cap in the ice and also calls in uh, Cap Marvel and starts building his uh, alternative Avengers. <laughs> I mean, realistically, though, isn't Captain Marvel supposed to be, like, you know, the most powerful of all the Avengers, you know, ultimately? like Pretty much. I mean, she got her powers from one of the Infinity Stones, or I think it was, the, yeah, the Tesseract, basically. She absorbed a bunch of power out of the Tesseract. But in the standard MCU timeline, they never had to call her in until Thanos. You know, the first invasion of Earth, you know, the... The Avengers were there, and they stopped it without having to call in, you know, space backup. 
But in this reality, you're like, oh, I'm gonna need to break out that pager a lot sooner than I had <laughs> planned on. Yeah, pagers, man. They, they, what is this? A beeper? Yeah, my dad had one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then we get probably my least favorite episode, but he has such a important role in like the final episode was the what if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands where it's like his uh, girl yeah where of- I mean he's just you know in this perpetual state of you know grief of you know uh, yeah, I don't know like I can't even say that he lost his heart I mean you know I, I- well by heart they meant the yeah. girl that he loved instead of like yeah. so in the car wreck you see in Doctor Strange instead of his hands being crippled and him trying to find magic to fix his ailments he's trying to find magic to resurrect his dead girlfriend i mean which he sort of successfully does but it's like it's like final destination you know yeah it's like death always finds a way he keeps trying to save her and she keeps like just dying over and over again and finally the uh the ancient one appears and it's like dude it's a fixed point in time if you change this you will unmake reality and he's like i don't care and basically spends hundreds of years just Summoning, absorbing, yeah. summoning demons and I'm like absorbing their powers until he don't finally... tell me you wouldn't if you could. <laughs> and finally, he like you know. I mean, I will say Cthulhu. that you know, in some ways, it wasn't my favorite episode, but it was very Lovecraftian, yes. and that aspect I really dug. <laughs> yeah, and he, he succeeds in resurrecting her, but the exact thing that uh, they warned them of that hey, uh, this is going to unmake reality. So he's like, hey, you resurrected her but now the entire reality is going to collapse and you're just going to be in this dead reality by yourself damn it strange you fucked up the timeline <laughs> and he'd gotten that you know enough power by that point that he actually could sense the watcher and he's like help me and he's like dude i can't i can't interfere <laughs> i've taken an oath yeah he's like and you're too dangerous at this point i don't dude. i don't have to be celibate but uh i can't fuck with the timeline <laughs> i can fuck with other things uh probably my f- favorite out of these though what if zombies <laughs> finally i've read the marvel like a bunch of the marvel zombies comics and it's freaking hilarious it's and it starts with was it uh the start of uh infinity war when hulk returns to earth to warn everybody that thanos is coming and when he gets there he's like oh shit there's zombies <laughs> <laughs> I must have taken a wrong turn. <laughs> yeah, because apparently, uh, uh, when Hank Pym went into the uh, the microverse to rescue his wife, she had been had contracted a zombie virus in the microverse. So when he came out, he was tiny zombie man. And, I'm a micro zombie. <laughs> and when the Avengers went to stop him, you know, little tiny zombie Ant Man bit Captain America and. And then pretty much what's what's kind of cool is because not only did they I mean it zombies, wasn't really a zombie outbreak it was mosquito, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's like even though they're zombies they keep their their powers and their skills pretty much. So when you know the freaking uh, Thanos is uh, uh, his uh, whatever lead crew arrives on Earth to like try to get uh, Doc, you know. Doctor Strange and Zombie Wong and Zombie uh, Iron Man like just freaking murk them and eat them immediately. 
<laughs> and, and Bruce Banner's like, what the fuck is going on? Until the cape saves him, because cape don't turn to zombies. <laughs> so the cape is just his own character, like, roaming around helping people. Uh... But you got the weirdest Avengers. You got uh, Sharon Carter. Uh, uh, the Wasp survived. You got Spider-Man. And the only reason why Spider-Man survived, because he's a kid and, and knows all about zombie movies. So he's like, no, no, here's the list of how you survive a zombie apocalypse. And then you got uh, Winter Soldier. And uh, you got the Russian thief guy from uh, Ant-Man. <laughs> and Happy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cannot forget Happy. With, with just, like, you know, an Iron Man glove. And then in that fight, and he's like, pew, 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 or bang, 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 bang. And she's like, were you saying bang when you were blasting people? Uh, was I? <laughs> I mean, that's how the comics would have been written. Oh, the scene on the train where zombie Cap shows up and ends up uh, killing Sharon Carter. And then Sharon tries to bite Wasp, and she shrinks down, so she just goes into her mouth. And then expands and just explodes. Like, ooh, I've got Sharon all over me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, for as dark as this episode could have been, I love the fact that they took it in a lighthearted direction <laughs> and just made it a riot. It kind of reminds me of some of that shit from uh, Walking Dead, where they go to where there's a supposed cure, and it's Vision. Just like, I found a cure. I made a Scott Lang head in a jar, but. Uh, I can't cure Wanda, and so I'm just capturing people and feeding them to her to keep her alive. <laughs> I mean, they even find T'Challa with, like, you know, one of his legs missing, because he's just been, like, you know, chopping off pieces to <laughs> feed to her. But apparently the cure is the radiation from the, uh, the Mind Stone. Oh. Which is weird, because you would think zombies would be like the Soul Stone. But then again, I could understand mine, because what a zombie's like. Brains. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the fact that... Uh, it reminded me of some shit from uh, Futurama. Where it's like... <laughs> I cured him, but his body was gone. So it's like, I just got his like head in this life support jar. <laughs> and he's like, I deal with stress by making dad jokes. So <laughs> he's... In the midst of all this horrible shit, he's making the worst fucking dad jokes. Which makes it even better. <laughs> and then later on, like, he's like the freaking, uh, uh, Kate picks him up. That was the one thing when, when later on, when the Guardian starts building his uh, interdimensional, uh, Avengers, they didn't get anybody from this reality other than, well, later on the zombies. But I was waiting for, uh, Hydra Smasher suit with, like, Scott Lang's head inside the Hydra Smasher suit. <laughs> oh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> the same show up with, like, this freaking, like, you know, Wakanda <laughs> robot body or something. I want to see that happen. It could be, like, the MCU version of Craig. <laughs> uh, or Krang. Yeah, Krang. Krang, that's it. Uh, and then... <laughs> I always make fun of when movies do weapon stuff wrong. And Marvel has probably been one of the worst at this. I mean, you've got a Glock with a hammer and Ant-Man. <laughs> if you want to do a scene of ants stopping the hammer from a, a gun falling, at least use a gun that has a hammer. But for some reason, there's a CGI hammer on a Glock that the ant stopped. And the next one had... How do you know that in an alternate universe... What if Glock's? They made what if Glock was the 
original double action pistol. But in what if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark? What if there's Stark no striker fired? <laughs> <laughs> Instead of Tony getting captured by the Ten Rings and making the Iron Man suit in a cave and becoming the hero, he gets rescued by Killmonger, who's like a Special Forces Navy SEAL. But when he shows up and starts murking dudes, the animators drew a nice rifle, but they forgot to put any kind of sights on the rifle. No red dot, no iron sights, no nothing. With a name like Killmonger, <laughs> you don't need sights. It's all about hip fires, bro. I'm so good, I don't need optics. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I like I like the uh, Watchers thing. It's like, you know, heroes aren't born. They're forged in, in fire and darkness. And with Tony getting rescued, he never learned that humility and heroism. So he's still like just kind of like a, a the, drunk the smart ass playboy. <laughs> yeah. And I do like how Killmonger just kind of plays everybody. I mean, he gets Tony to build a army of robot drones. He's like, Hey, we could, and he's like, I know what we can do. We can build a tiny arc reactor to power them. Nah, that's dumb. And then Killmonger's like, Vibranium would work, and I know a guy I can buy Vibranium for. And then he ends up killing T'Challa, framing uh, Rhodey, and then killing Tony and blaming it on the Wakandans, and manipulates the U.S. and the Wakandans going to war, and then saves the Wakandans so they will make him the new Black Panther. It's like, dude's plans are like ten layers deep. <laughs> I mean, dude, a well-executed plan. I mean... What you know, enemy of my enemy and whatnot. You know, keep your friends close, your enemies closer. Yeah, because he had the remote control, and like he's like, oh, just let the robots in, and we close the gate, and they'll be cut off from the uh, satellites. But then he's like, that's not enough for them to think I'm a hero. I got to turn them back on and and then help them kill them, so they'll like you know make me the the Black Panther, and I can eventually rule Wakanda. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I just dug the fact that uh, I get it. You know, you're you're watching from a little standpoint, but at the same time, I'm like, they took like Killmonger up like several notches to <laughs> such a badass level that I'm just like, I don't even care about realism at this point. <laughs> yeah, because like in Black Panther, he was badass, but he wasn't like. A fucking genius. Like, the the amount of, like, planning and plotting he did in this movie, you're like, fucking Killmonger would have been a great, more than a one-off villain, because, I mean, he's, like, legit just, like, manipulating everyone. And I, I don't know, I mean, I think that's one of the things, I, you know, yeah, we see a lot of the Avengers, but, you know, there was a lot of characters given limelight in this series... That I'm like, I, I want a full-length action film. <laughs> like, like, there were so many seeds planted. <laughs> what if this series is just a, you know, quick, hey, here's nine episodes, but this is your next Marvel Universe. <laughs> well, you know, from, we got, from the looks of the next Spider-Man movie, they mess around with the multiverse. We know... 
the Loki series is messing around with the multiverse, and hell, the Doctor Strange movie is called Multiverse of Madness. What if we get some of these characters from What If in the regular MCU as you know live-action characters at some point? I mean, it'd be kind of an interesting way to, way to pull it off. Now, could you imagine a live-action Marvel Zombies? <laughs> I want to. Like, And I know a lot of other people have been, you know... Oh, like, at I'm, least I'm kind of the surprised. They visit in Multiverse of Madness. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised with the zombie craze. You know that. I mean, I think it's since sort of passed, but you know, Walking Dead's heyday that you know really put zombie, you know, films just front and center, and you know, America had zombie mania. Um, I'm surprised that you know they didn't do something with zombies back then. Be like, well, you like Marvel? Well, now you have Marvel and zombies. <laughs> yeah, I just want you know, if Doctor Strange is going to be hopping through the multiverse, he has to stop at the zombie planet at some point. <laughs> I mean, since they're bringing in, like, X-Men and shit, zombie Deadpool head is like... <laughs> yeah, I'm sort of surprised that we didn't get, you know, a, you know, what if bringing X-Men into, you know... And be like, ah, this is how they, you know, are going to, you know. I'm, I'm figuring that's probably going to be part of the Doctor Strange thing. Is that's probably going to bring that about at some point or another. They're going to change. They're going to pull a Crisis on Infinite Earths DC type shit where they're like, hey, we're going to merge all these multiverses, and now we got shit from other realities that weren't already in this reality. In this reality. Probably what's going to happen with the Doctor Strange. But then the... Probably the funnest episode. What if Thor were an only child? <laughs> ah, yes. Our, our lovely party Thor. I mean... Can I... I would like to party with a god. <laughs> so yeah, it's like... If Thor did not grow up with Loki, kind of forcing him to be the older brother and learn to be a hero... He just became, like, basically a rich kid, like, spoiled brat. So as soon as, like, dad goes to the Odin sleep and mom goes on uh, vacation with her sisters, it's like, dude, let's throw an ultimate party. We'll go to this planet that's so boring that Hemdell doesn't even look at it. It's like, and they basically land in Las Vegas and it's like, rage, and turn it into this intergalactic party. Where even, like, Nick Fury gets fucked up because Korg accidentally hits him when he's trying to do a cannonball into the, the fucking fountains at the... <laughs> Caesar's Palace or wherever. Notice I am the acting director. Oh, how is... Uh... Oh, but I love, like, Maria Hill, like, calls in, you know, Captain Marvel to try to stop him. <laughs> and they get into this epic fight where they're, like, hitting each other, and they're flying, like, landing in different countries. And it's, like, they're just fucking with each other. Like, you know, they land at Stonehenge, and she's like... Don't touch these. I don't know what they are, but they're very important. <laughs> the like, domino oh, effect. I, I can't touch, but I have to touch it. It's just like, just knocks him. And they finally like fight all the way back to Las Vegas. And he's like, you think he's going to call her a bitch? He's like, there's a Midgard word for women like you. It's party pooper. You're a party pooper. <laughs> but it's like, every, like freaking uh, Drax pukes on his, uh, <laughs> pukes on him. And they have that great kind of, uh, after the first day, Freaking Darcy ends up marrying Howard the Howard the Duck. And well, they have I mean, that, I, I, I they have love that, that hangover too, moment where, where they like... all wake up in the hotel room and like 
one of his guys is on the couch with a whole bunch of baby uh, goats, and Rocket's like passed out in the sink, and Thor's like, hey guys, I found this cute rabbit in the sink. <laughs> oh. I mean, that's better than, you know, a tiger in the bathroom. <laughs> and Loki shows up, and he's like full ice giant, and he's like, he's like, Thor, my brother from another mother. <laughs> it's like, this is fucking raging party. And finally I have to like call his mom to like shut him down. And he's like, shit guys. It's like, it's like every like 80s teen movie where it's like, we threw this epic party and fuck, my parents are coming home. We got to clean this shit up or we're all going to get busted. It's like, <laughs> oh no, we're not getting busted. That's not my mom. You're getting busted. <laughs> <laughs> he finally like, my mother's coming there. Oh shit. It's Th- Thor's mother. <laughs> they all start trying to like clean up and rebuild everything. And they, he almost says, like, yo, no, we're just having a study group. And, like, even Captain Marvel shows up. Yeah, here's all this information on Earth I, I put on this tablet for you. So you can say, oh, thank you. And he's like, all right, we should be going home. He's like, oh, let's get my hammer. And his hammer's all graffitied and has, like, a fucking boxer shorts hanging off of it and <laughs> freaking beads and stuff. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> There's always that one detail that you overlook think you've cleaned everything and then they find the hookers in the closet <laughs> damn it that's where we put those <laughs> uh for me it was all the beer bottles i hid in the cabinets <laughs> because nobody's gonna look in the cabinets <laughs> well i figured like if i put them in the garbage they would see them so i stuck them under the sink and i was there, like i'm gonna throw them away under the cover of darkness and i forgot about him and somebody went to get something under the sink and was like Holy shit, there's like a lot of beer bottles in here. So like, did you really drink that much? I'm like, no, that was like three parties worth of beer. I just haven't got haven't got rid of it yet. <laughs> that wasn't even worth it. <laughs> and also we may have set the house on fire. But <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Eric got puked on. It was it was good times. Uh but that brings us to our final two episodes, which is well, basically a two parter. What if Ultron won, and what if the Watcher broke his oath? Because he finally witnessed, he's like, you know, of all the realities, this one broke my heart. And it was like, something so bad happened that the Watcher had to uh, intervene to prevent the destruction of all realities. Is that even allowed? I don't know if he has, like, who watches The Watcher? (laughs) The Seers. (laughs) He's like, I took an oath not to interfere, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to (laughs) interfere. But, I mean, there had to be somebody to take an oath from. (laughs) The Watcher Watchers. (laughs) Yeah, so... That's like a Jabberwocky. (laughs) Yeah, so in this reality, if you remember from Age of Ultron, when... Ultron tried to build a vibranium body. He was stopped, and they used that body to create the Vision. But in this reality, he got the body, and was strong enough to basically cause a nuclear war and wipe out everyone on the planet except for Black Widow and uh, Hawkeye, who happened to be flying around in a spaceship at the time. So then you get this whole like pop- po- ah, post-apocalyptic uh, them running through Russia on motorcycles fighting Ultron drones. And some at some point apparently Clint lost an arm, so he's instead of the Winter Soldier, he's got like a badass robotic arm. And <laughs> but it's like 
when they find like they finally defeat the drones and that like they're in the middle of Russia, it's like she's like, well, Russia's like lives on secret, so if there's anything we're gonna be able to find to stop Ultron, it's gonna be in the Russian archives. And she finds like the uh, I mean, you haven't watched uh, Black Widow yet, but she finds the Red Guardian shield, which is like the Russian Captain America. So she's like, sweet, I got a shield. <laughs> yes, and it's my color too. And the and the and the Watcher is so like. He's like watching them. He's like, come on, just open this box. He's like, I could interfere. I could show him, but I can't. And he's like, come on, you're right there. Just open the fucking box. <laughs> it's the first time you see like the watcher getting upset. Cause he's like, he's like, come on. I'm like this, it's right there. Two, two more files. Find the fucking box. <laughs> so I figured it out. It is the one above all. Mm. It is literally God. Alrighty then. Yeah, you know, it, uh, you know, it's a source of all good that is a being of limitless compassion and light, um, you know, in the Marvel, you know, basically hmm. oversees everything in the, the multiverse, well, you know, that is the architect and creator of the multiverse. So it's Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Ultron, uh, after he kills everybody on Earth, Thanos shows up to, like, you know, do his thing. And he's, like, just immediately, as soon as he, like, appears, just cuts him in half with a laser beam. Like, yeah, this is interesting. Let me try these stones you got here. Oh, fuck, now I'm all-powerful, and I realize there's more than one world. And then just goes, like, I need to bring peace to all the galaxy. So he wipes out everything else in the galaxy. And this kind of reaches a, a level Almost of like critical mass. Yeah, like... that he's, like... <laughs> Now he can hear the watcher narrating. <laughs> and he's like, who's that? Oh, I can see you because I'm now all powerful. And then tries to attack the watcher. And that fight scene where they're fighting like between realities and it's like, I mean, as he's hitting them, it's like the rat. At one point they're like in medieval times and <laughs> just like, you know, just like kicks the shit out of the watcher. I mean, I've heard, you know, knock you into next week. But yeah, I mean, they <laughs> just fighting through the multiverse. And then eventually, like, runs and hides in Stephen Strange's uh, dead universe. And he's like, alright, uh, I may have made a mistake. Uh, you're right, I have to interfere. And he's like, alright, I, w- I, w- I want you to hear you say it. Fine, I need your help. So then we get the uh, the final episode. What if the Watcher broke his oath where all these things we've seen previously weren't one-offs? He's going to go to recruit people from each of these realities to build his own Avengers called the guardians of the multiverse. And we're going to hang out in a bar and plan <laughs> the multiversal war. Because that's where all wars should be planned is I mean, in a bar. That's where the revolutionary war started. <laughs> Hell, I think even the Marines were founded in a bar. And those people say that no good comes from alcohol. What do they know? And I do like, like, Party Thor is like, hey, do y'all have an interdimensional delivery service? Because I'm starting to get a little hungry. And Doctor Strange just looks at the watcher like, this is the team you chose. And once they finish eating, it's like, all right, here's the battle plan. And it's like, the perfect plan. And he looks looks back and goes, yes, this is the team I chose. <laughs> so, all right, you got me there. I mean, you can't plan on an empty stomach. No, nah, you got to have a few drinks and some Chinese food. I... Chinese food really makes me sleepy, though. 
And then the alcohol relaxes you even more. That's a dangerous combination. I'm just going to take a nap. And maybe that's the greatest plan of all. <laughs> so we get Captain Carter, Star-Lord T'Challa, who's when he's snatched from his reality, he's trying to fight uh, Ego, who's uh, found Peter Quill at the uh, <laughs> Terry Queen. Uh, we get uh, Black Panther T'Challa, who when we see him, it's like, Wakanda in the U.S. is in a full-on war, and uh, and uh, Pepper and his sis, uh, Black Panther's sisters trying to stop him. You get uh, Party Thor, who, and I like when he's going around recruiting everybody. Thor's in the middle of Las Vegas fighting all these drones. And he's like, "Have at you, and you, and you," and he's like, "Thor, son of Odin, we need your help." And he's like, "This is not even pain." And he's like, "And you, and you, and you," and finally he just has to pick him up like a little child. Like, Damn it, Thor, come here! <laughs> I'm trying to recruit you. <laughs> You have been summoned. <laughs> uh, and then you, and then we get Gamora from a world where she defeated Thanos. I'm like, where was this story? Like, all these other people came from other What If episodes. Is there a bonus episode that we didn't see? Because, like, we got random uh, Gamora that... <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, you missed that uh, post-credit. <laughs> With her uh, Infinity Crusher. She's like a combination of Gamora and Rocket Raccoon. Cause like, oh, I'm a genius that builds these crazy uh, <laughs> weapons that can destroy Infinity Stones. Ah, but there's a thing about multiverses. Is what works in one world does not work in all worlds. Yeah, so their plan to ultimate thief T'Challa, steal some Infinity Stones, and then use the Crusher to... Uh, all sticky fingers. <laughs> to destroy them, they're like, oh, shit, this doesn't work, because this is not uh, our reality. Well, I do like when they end up getting back on the Earth that Ultron came from, and Black Widow is still there, and she has... Because their whole thing was they were going to find a copy of... Uh, uh, whatever. Uh, the AI from... Captain America Winter Soldier. Like, we'll just need a more powerful AI to destroy Ultron. Oh. Uh, like, you know, Captain Carter shows up and Black Widow's got her shield and they start just double shielding Ultron and, like, beating the fuck out of him. I was like, oh, that's pretty pretty awesome. Yes. And they created the ultimate virus. And then Doctor Strange has to go full, uh, full Cthulhu <laughs> to, to, like, you know, it's like Power Rangers. He's like, he's like, you know, he grow, he grows super tall. Like, let my monsters grow. And then you know, freaking uh, Strange goes full uh, Cthulhu and brings him back down to size. <laughs> but unfortunately, they do put the virus in him, which kills Ultron. But now it's given a super powerful body to. To Zolon or Zoloff or whatever the fuck his name was. <laughs> Zoloff will cure your depression <laughs> with death. And of course, Killmonger betrays them and he's like, I'm gonna take these infinity stones and rule the galaxy. And they start fighting over each other, and then Doctor Strange is like, ha, pocket verse. <laughs> and locks them in a internal battle in a in a cube and goes back to his dead reality to play uh jailer for Killmonger and <laughs> And uh, Robo Nazi, and everyone else gets returned to their galaxies, except for Black Widow, because she's like, I'm not going back to being the only person alive on this planet. 
It's like, fuck you. He's like, I'm not stepping through your door. Because, <laughs> you know, leaving the door of the bar, sent everybody back to where they were picked up. And he's like, well, that's okay, because the door was really just a metaphor. And then zaps her to the world where the new Avengers are fighting Loki, where all the, you know, she's like, he's like, hey, I'll, here's a world where Black Widow is already dead, so you're not going to cause any kind of problems here. She's like, all right, it's chaos, it's war, but this is what I do. Yeah, this is, I can deal with this. <laughs> and freaking flying sidekicks Loki in the head. And then pokes him with his own Loki pokey stick. You do the Loki pokey and you turn yourself about. <laughs> it really does. It turns people about. <laughs> uh, and, you know, even though they didn't take any heroes from the uh, zombie universe, well, they're fight, fighting Than- uh, Thanos, uh, Ultron on a dead world. It's a... Uh, <laughs> I like that. When she shows up, Thor's like, Viva Las Vegas! <laughs> He's like, I've not heard this battle cry before. <laughs> but then at one point, Strange is like, all right, I got an idea. We'll slow him down. And this opens a portal to the zombie verse and dumps like a hundred thousand zombies on him. <laughs> and he's like, sweet. You dump zombies on him. Not just zombies. It's what came with the zombies. And then suddenly a uh, zombie, uh, uh, Scarlet Witch <laughs> fights him off for a little bit and slows him down so they can go try their, set up their plan elsewhere. Oh, but yeah, these were all like surprisingly well written. Like so when it first brought I'm like, alright, this is gonna be random one off episodes. But then when it was all connected and like, oh, this is as a complete unit, it's like a good, like complete story. I mean story. it was just like a, you know I mean, it's it's hard to say a, a reimagining, you know, because this gets in that area of time travel, you know, and stuff like that, where it just becomes a mind fuck, you know. <laughs> and let's just call it a multiverse, and, you know, it's just a giant sandbox. We can do whatever the hell we want to with it. Oh. <laughs> uh, and even Carter's like, he's like, you don't want to go back to your time. You want to go to another time, don't you? And she's like, yeah. He's like, trust me, this world needs Captain Carter. She's like, all right, whatever. And then you get our only post credit scene of, like, all these shows where it's like, she goes right back to where they were on the mission on the boat from uh, Winter Soldier. And her Black Widow's like, hey, we found something you're going to want to take a look at. There's a Hydra Stomper on this boat. And it's occupied. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Fade to black. Yeah, so we're going to get, like, Hydra Stomper Steve is the Winter Soldier <laughs> in this reality. I would be okay with that. I don't know. But then again, like, Who the hell knows what we're going to get? Yeah, is this... I don't know. Maybe maybe this is the... And it's Hydra, and they fucked up, and now everybody's zombies. <laughs> yeah, are we going to get... Uh, any of this going to bleed into the regular MCU? I mean, they've already s- supposedly got a... Announced a second season, possibly even early next year, so I don't know if they're going to do... You know another batch of similar kind of one-off stories, or if they're going to revisit some of the characters that we've already seen in, uh, in this version of what if. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I mean, it's a sandbox. So, I mean, you can't really speculate what's going to happen. 
I mean that may that that post credit may have just been Oh, we really want Peggy to be reunited back with Steve, so this just gives people that glimmer of hope that nothing ever happens afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean we don't we got the new Falcon Captain America, but yeah. What if Captain Carter shows up in the next like Avengers shit? <laughs> they bring in some of these alternate uh realities. I mean, they killed off Widow and I you know, with the lawsuits and stuff, it's unknown if uh if uh Scarlett Johansson will return, but now that they've introduced the concept of the multiverse, they can always bring if you know, they dropped enough money on Robert Downey Jr. or some you know, some of these characters we've lost, like, hey guys, if you want to come back, you can be uh Earth 2 Iron Man, you know, <laughs> just like, you know, do some multiversal fuckery and bring some of the OGs back. And in the multiverse, we used to think that one billion was a big budget. Now we need multiple billions. <laughs> oh. So, uh, do you have a favorite out of all these? I don't know. I mean, Party Thor was really far up there, but I mean... I think zombies takes the cake, you know, it, it's something that we've talked about and have wanted for a long time. And yeah, we only got 30 something minutes of it, but for that 30 something minutes, it was great. Yeah. Friggin zombies, probably one of my, one of my favorites. I love this. I mean, the first one with the, the Hydra stomper, that one, that was the first, I was like, all right, this is badass. It, it and the, but yeah, Party Thor two is probably the funnest episode. Like I, I think zombies is my favorite, but but Party Thor is probably the most fun episode. And I mean, even that the the last episode uh, with the it almost felt a little rush. I mean, I could have that could have been a longer episode. I mean, they could have kind of drawn that out a little bit more. It was kind of a lot to to cram into one episode. And also, I'm kind of glad that they didn't drag anything out, though, because, you know... It... What was also weird is, in the What If Ultron 1, they put Zola's body in a drone. But then he's nowhere to be seen in the the final battle. He's back in, like, Clint's arrow that uh, they used to put him into said drone. So I'm like, did she, like, download him back from the... Uh... <laughs> the drone body back into the arrow. Uh, well, I mean, I mean that, that, that's you know, they, the, they, they put you in the drone body, but then it's like, ah, eh, you know, we, we can't have you with legs running around a muck and stuff. So <laughs> we're going to have to cripple the drone. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I expected cripple drone to show up at some point, but it's like, no, I just found this arrow. It's still got, he's back in the arrow now. <laughs> that, that, Maybe you got the Arrowverse. Yeah. That was a little bit of a plot hole. So, what are you thinking of this here, uh, Hoyo? Dude, I, I, um, I dig it. I don't smoke too many um, Hoyo cigars. Um, but, I mean, this has got everything that I like in a cigar. It brings the spice, um, you know, the leather notes, the earthiness. Um, definitely... I would say that 54-minute uh, runtime, though, was kind of off because... We've been talking for an hour at this point, and dude, we've I been still got half a cigar. <laughs> we've been bullshitting, not smoking. Okay, but I haven't I had mean, to relight anything. I'm not, yeah. like, you know, run my mouth till it's gone out. It stayed lit the whole time. But yeah, I still got, you know, probably three out of that seven inches left, three or four inches maybe. Damn, quit bragging. <laughs> 
And with that, what if we come back with another segment? Time. Space. Reality. It's more than a linear path. It's a prism of endless possibility. Where a single choice can branch out into infinite realities. Creating alternate worlds from the ones you know. I am the Watcher. I am your guide through these vast new realities. Follow me and ponder the question. What if? Wow, that was a very noisy uh, introduction. <laughs> what do you got for us on this? Well, you remember when dumbasses were eating Tide Pods? Half a feeling this is going to involve TikTok, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I, I okay. So I guess uh, I I know it's your segment and all, but now that you know, we've said the thing that. I typically refuse to say because I do not understand this app. I think it is the dumbest shit in the world. Like, I see people like you know fucking taking diamonds. Like, I use this to clean glass. Look at there. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, fix your many... broken phone screen with a hammer. <laughs> I have so many dumb people. Like, I'm doing this thing I found on TikTok and it's working. I'm like, because TikTok is fictional. Those people are acting. It's not real. Well, scientists warn about a deadly new TikTok challenge called dry scooping. Okay. <laughs> so if anyone here is uh, a fan of pre-workout supplements, you know, it's basically a bunch of caffeine with some uh, amino acids and stuff like that to boost your uh, exercise uh, goals. Well, it's supposed to be diluted in liquids, uh... And dumbasses are basically just taking a dry scoop of of uh, pre workout and just putting that stuff straight in your mouth. <laughs> Wouldn't it be better if you just got some cocaine? <laughs> Pretty much. Well, uh, apparently, you know, since this stuff's designed to be diluted, doing it like that, just the concentrated dryness, uh, can cause not only respiratory problems but also heart attacks. And other cardiac issues. Uh, a new study presented at the Academ American Academy of Pediatrics National Conference and Exhibition uh, has resulted that this is becoming increasingly popular among teenagers. <laughs> and even worse, these freaking idiots uh, doing the dry scooping on social media. Now, I don't know if you, I don't know if you remember back in the day the uh, the cinnamon challenge, where people would just take a scoop of cinnamon and then like, oh my god, I can't breathe and my lungs close up. Well, not only do you have that risk by putting something powdered into your into you, but yeah, it, it that much like undiluted caffeine and other stuff uh, can cause heart problems. Uh, even a TikTok influencer, or whatever the hell that is, 
uh, Brittany Portilio posted a video on TikTok where she appeared in a hospital gown uh, and said, yeah, I did the challenge and this 20-year-old woman had a heart attack. (laughs) Well, I I think it's the same thing of, you know, like the, you know, challenge that was going around where, you know, students were encouraged to, you know, slap their teachers' asses and stuff. And it's like, hey, guess what? Outside of the TikTok world, that's considered sexual harassment. (laughs) Yes. Like, um... Uh, yeah, in an interview with BuzzFeed, she revealed that her body started to feel tingly and itchy. She later experienced chest pains and numbness in her left arm, at which point she called it for an ambulance. Uh, she, uh, uh, I had a stroke. Yeah, so she has recovered, but yeah, this is this generation's Tide Pod uh, eaters. You know what, though? This is my, my same philosophy stands Thinning with warning labels, pool? like... You know, at, at some point, we've got to let stupidity weed itself out. I mean, that's, back in the day, we didn't have OSHA and these people saying you need to put covers on your uh, your light sockets and all these safety things. You know, playgrounds need to be lower and rubber mats and such. And it's like, we've let stupid people breed. And now we've got a whole generation of stupid people where back in the day... You know, the gene pool was thin, thinned out with a little, like, you know, karma chlorine here and there. <laughs> and unfortunately, we've made the uh, world too safe and too many dumb people have have produced. It's kind of like uh, that say it's like uh, uh, hard times make strong men, strong men make easy times, easy time make weak men, and weak men make hard times. It's like it's a cycle. We're definitely in that, you know, good times have made weak people. <laughs> And the hard times are coming if they're not already here. It's got a blood curse. (laughs) Uh, Stay in your lane, Boomer. (laughs) Well, you remember Chernobyl? Are are people trying to scoop up, you know, Chernobyl and uh, ingest it for a TikTok challenge? No, but they've unleashed RoboDog. (laughs) <laughs> yes those I, I think we ass... talked about the uh you know the, the dogs and how they were going to send them into you know areas that typically even with you know protective equipment and stuff uh you don't want to risk human exposure well a new uh kind of uh, survey that they're doing to try to the um, was it last year before they they put the new sarcophagus over over the thing to uh, kind of trap all that radiation. Well, now Ukrainian researchers have entered uh, the bowels of Chernobyl and brought along a bunch of the Boston Dynamic dogs with uh, basically radio radiation detecting technologies, and they're basically trying. My to... My question: Do the dogs live down there and start breeding? Because you know, I mean, don't they? You know, like. I mean, I'm sure they have to relay the information back remotely because they're contaminated, right? Yeah, they, they don't get into what they do after the dogs. But yeah, this basically they're trying to make a radioactive map of the area and figure out where the, I guess, the hottest spots as they start trying to... Eventually, they want to demolish this completely and make it a safe no, location. No, no, not at all. You and, know what it is? They want to completely weaponize the dogs and release radioactive robotic dogs. 
Nobody will see it coming. Or the radiation somehow like mutates the programs, and this is how we get Skynet. Is like one of these dogs become self aware, and then start we get spreading. Well, I mean, it was dogs. bad enough because they're like kicking them over and stuff. Like, look, it can get back on its legs, and now it's like, <laughs> and now it's. Radioactive. Do you want Pupzilla? Because this is how we get Pupzilla. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're hoping the these mapping uh, the dogs are doing will make. Nuclear decommissioning faster and cheaper, and more importantly, safer. Or we get Skynet dogs who uh, spread radiation everywhere. And I piss radiation. <laughs> uh, well, our old captain is finally getting to go boldly where, well, several people have gone before at this point. But actually, I think they were supposed to launch today. I'm about to go where many have gone before. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. But I think it was like, actually supposed to launch today, but it got delayed because of weather. But William Shatner, a.k.a. Captain Kirk, is finally going to, like, space for real. He's going to be uh, flying on Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin cock rocket into, uh, <laughs> into space. You know, he's the one that has the penis-shaped rocket. Well, it's good that we got to see Shatner at Last Dragon Con. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case he doesn't make it back. <laughs> uh, I'm not a real captain. I only played one on TV. <laughs> yeah, they were supposed to uh, launch on October 12th, but it has been delayed a few days for, for weather. But yeah, Shatner is 90. In a, in a tweet, he put, uh, Yes, it's true. I'm going to be a rocket man. <laughs> it's never too late to experience new things. So yeah, he's uh gonna get to go up in uh, Blue Origins space rocket there. The flight, the trip will last just ten minutes, reaching no higher than about 160 or 66 miles uh, into space, uh, with a, just a short section of microgravity. So he's not getting to go all the way to the International uh, Space Station or whatnot, but you know. Whatever, dude, at 90 years old, like, I mean, that still requires a level of fitness and... Yeah, we're going we're gonna to see how hard that is. I think he's... This will give him the world record of oldest man in space. They had somebody that went up on that first Blue Origin man mission that was in her uh, 80s. So, yeah. Currently, she's the oldest person in space, but uh, at, when Shatner gets up there, he will be the new... Uh... Well, he's about to shat all over that record. <laughs> the new record holder. Shadow, Jesus! <laughs> I deal with stressful situations by making dad jokes. <laughs> All right, Hank or uh, Scott. <laughs> and speaking of the international, you're only mad because you didn't come up with it first. Yeah, we're pretty good. <laughs> well, uh, I believe we talked about uh, Tom Cruise trying to film the first movie in space. Uh, well. Apparently now we have a new space race because the Russians were like, fuck that, we're going to do it first. And we're going to send our radioactive dogs. <laughs> uh, so, yes, uh, launching this week, uh, Rush Russia is uh, setting, sending their first commercial film crew to the International Space Station, uh, beating NASA, SpaceX, and Tom Cruise in the race to film the first movie in space. Well, may the best man win. <laughs> uh, director Kilm Shipneko and actor Yula Persild 
will spend 10 days on board the International Space Station filming scenes for the Russian movie. Wait, did you just turn Russian? Yes, my friend. I'm not a Russian spy. I swear, my name is Steve, not not Vladimir. Uh, Yes, the Russian movie is going to be called Challenge, and is said to be a space drama focusing on a female surgeon's mission to the International Space Station to perform surgery on a cosmonaut that is too ill to return to Earth. Why can't the challenge just be, hey, filming a fucking movie in space? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, see, we'll probably get two movies of that. We'll get the movie, and then we'll get the documentary about the making of the movie. It's like, ha, we did the first and second movie in space. We just did them all at the same time. (laughs) I'll get you, my pretty, and your radioactive dog, too. (laughs) Uh, And these aren't, like, you know, actual astronauts. They, They actually... Found actors to send to space. Yeah, like William Shatner. (laughs) (laughs) It just so happens, guys, I'm already up here. (laughs) Yeah, this this was all trick like beat the Russians. All right, we're film we're filming a a Shatner movie while we're up there. Uh, Yeah, so they will be you know go up there with like some experienced uh, astronauts or cosmonauts as they're called in Russia, Uh, and we'll be launching on a Suez rocket from Steven Tyler going. I don't want to miss one smile. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to film a movie in space, you got to have a badass soundtrack. You know, what's Aerosmith doing these days? <laughs> Dude looks like a lady. <laughs> but in space. And in space, no one can hear you scream. And with that, we'll be right back. Hello, I am the monster of the Monster Sci-Fi Show. You may be confused, but I am the superior version of the monster. And not just some variant, much like me. This podcast is burdened with glorious purpose. I'm here to say this podcast delivers timely sci-fi and pop culture news plus movie and TV commentary reviews. In the end, is this not simpler? Subscribe to the Monster Sci-Fi Show. It's sci-fi. From a certain point of view, the Monster Sci-Fi Show is part of the ESO network. And now, it's time for all things nerdy in the nerd. And welcome to Nerd News. Yeah, news. All right. Dude, I like these last couple of news uh, weeks because it's been like trailer dump. <laughs> yeah. That always makes my life easy. Um, welcome to Raccoon City. We got a second trailer. And the more I see of this, the more I'm like, it's the fucking video game made into a movie. Hell yeah. Kind of what we wanted originally, and it's like we got something kind of inspired by the game, but it was. Yeah, it's like, oh, this kind of resembles that universe, but no, this right here is almost like. Legit looks like. Hey, we took shit directly out of the video game. Yeah, I mean, there's scenes in that trailer that are direct scenes from the game, and it's. Look like it kind of co- combined Resident Evil 1 and 2 into like a single movie, but yeah, this looks badass. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, they're running around the mansion solving puzzles and shit, and you get to see RPD and dude. dogs. <laughs> oh yeah, my. zombies, liquors, and dogs. Oh my! I mean, that sounds like a recipe for success. Yes. So, uh, I didn't pay attention. Was there a release date for this yet? Yeah. So it's going to uh, be November twenty fourth as of right now. Of this so, year, sweet. Yeah, um, twenty twenty one. I, you know, it. You know, originally I think it was slated for 
are they began filming in October of 2020, and then I guess they did some reshoots and stuff in May of this year. So, um, think we've got so much stuff like pushed back because of last year that we're just getting a glut of like new movies and content right now. Hey, there's a place to actually show this. Yeah. Um. Uh, another trailer, Home Sweet Home Alone, which is really weird because you took Southern Rock and, you know, tried to Leonard Skinnerfy the title of a movie, but then it's like, <laughs> let's use all English actors. And, you know, if Home Alone was set in Great Britain. So, yeah, now we have Home Alone, but with more English accents. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know, man, like, that's one of those, does it really need a remake? Probably not, you know? I mean... And, and like, we've kind of made the complaint with, like, it's hard to set uh, modern horror movies now that we have cell phones. And, like, you forgot your kid, but, shit, I'm pretty sure he kid has a cell phone. You could probably just do it, like, a, there's probably a tracker app on his phone. Y'all, how do you not know he's, like, where he's at and shit? It is, there's going to be a lot of... Uh, uh, suspension of disbelief to <laughs> for this movie to work. Well, in mine this day was age. he took a Nerf ball or a Nerf gun and put you know pool balls in. I'm sorry, there is not enough <laughs> spring power for that to function. Well, there's that guy on YouTube that used to make like deadly I, yeah. Nerf guns. I mean, you just put a higher spring in there, you might be able to do that. I, I rest assured they did not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it, it, it's crazy because you know it's. At least from the glimpse of the trailer, it's not like, oh, this is a reimagining or something. It's like, nope, we're going to try to remake that film in its entirety. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. See what kind of MacGyver-esque traps this new kid will com come up with. I'm, I'm sorry, nothing will compare to the original. <laughs> he needs The creepy neighbor needs to be Macaulay Coughlin. Like, the, the guy that saves him at the end, it should be Macaulay Coughlin. <laughs> I have not seen him in adult life. <laughs> uh, I saw him on... He was on a podcast or something recently. He's, like, Could he pass for Creepy Neighbor? I don't know. <laughs> well, he kind of looks a little methed out at the moment. <laughs> I mean, he's, okay, he's so not that, aged well. I mean, that's creepy, you know, uh, neighbor status, I guess. Uh yeah, because remember the old man comes in with the the salt shovel and saves him at the end from the uh, wet bandits. So that that'd be the perfect cameo from Macaulay Culkin, be the creepy neighbor guy. And he's he, like, yeah, kid. When I was your age, my parents left me alone too, and look what it did to me. I'm Years still, of scars. I'm still traumatized. That's why I'm the crazy uh, salt neighbor. Yeah, I I don't know. You know, I'm kind of wondering if they realize that this isn't going to have. A huge success because it's only releasing on Disney Plus. Um, it is releasing November twelfth, right before um, the holiday season. Right before the holiday. What about the time? I don't know. <laughs> Probably going to you know need to celebrate you know extra you know rums giving or something to make it watchable. That <laughs> That's what we should do. We should you know do a reaction video for rums giving. Oh, <laughs> uh, you drink enough to make this entertaining. And be like, I think I can build that contraption. Let's test it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, another movie that I'm excited for, but at the same time, like, seems like it has a weird release date. 
we got our Scream trailer for 2022. Which I completely missed that. I had no idea we were getting another Scream movie. I thought the last Scream movie was the last Scream movie. Well, I think with Halloween Kills and everything else, like, yeah, these, you know, like, it's like, no, we got to bring back the, you know, originals for a final vendetta. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, which basically it very much seems, oh, you're now in cahoots with Ghostface? Well, I have survived, Ghostface. Let me show you the way. <laughs> I like that. Do you have a gun? I'm Sidney Prescott. Of course I have a gun. Finally, a horror movie where the... <laughs> they're like, yeah, we should, we've, we survived a couple of these horror movies. We should probably buy guns. But at the same time, <laughs> there's still the, you know, what like is it? Tactical Grandma, 20... Jimmy Lee Curtis, and the, <laughs> and the Hall- new Halloween movies. Uh, yeah. Finally, people are getting smart in horror movies. Maybe. I don't know. I mean... The smart thing would be not to let, you know, Ghostface within so many feet of you, you know. <laughs> True enough. But they, they they did add cell phones in this. <laughs> and not even that, like the, uh, like the, in the era of Nest Cams, where you can, like, unlock your doors from a cell phone. It's like, you know, the, like, the fucking killer's got her friend's phone. It's like unlocking the door from the outside, and she's trying to lock it back. I'm like, all right, you've at least, like, you know put modern technology in this you know we've always kind of said that modern technology kind of ruins the disbelief of horror movies but it looks like they're trying to make it work it'll be interesting but at to the see same time like isn't ghostface always somebody like a close friend or or something like isn't that kind of the running you yeah, that's know pretty much always the reveal it's like the jilted boyfriend or the crazy neighbor or somebody they know macaulay Culkin. yeah <laughs> Ghostface killer. Wu-Tang ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I, it's kind of weird. January 14th, 2022 is yeah, when this is set to release. Late for a, or early in the year for a horror movie, but maybe they didn't want to compete with uh, the new Halloween dropping this month. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it just seems, uh, you know, rather, rather sus as uh you know the <laughs> yes. kids of today would say you know um moving right along let's talk about jesus let's talk about it and you know i guess uh rock and roll jesus i don't <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not quite sure what you know I, I but i do remember i mean this is set in a time in the 80s when christian rock was big and i kind of I never really found any of that I like, but I remember when there was like, oh, I mean, I know Christian rap, Christian rock was like all the rage with the the church crowd. We're cool now; we can listen to rock music like you guys do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I've listened to you know bands like Striker, and you know, I mean, I I remember seeing you know Lincoln Park and Evanescence before they ever you know made it mainstream. You know, at you yeah, know didn't Christian Creed start as a Christian band. I don't know, dude. <laughs> Creed doesn't know when Creed started. All right, <laughs> God, how dare you? Like, what's that guy up to with these eyes days? Wide open. <laughs> with thighs wide open. <laughs> oh yeah, that was the immaculate birth. <laughs> Um, but basically, uh, this follows a promoter that, you know, helps the Christian metal band w- with, you know, the promise of, you know, fame, fortune, and, you know, 
glory. The corruption of the devil's music. You know, basically, hey, you get a summer tour, 1986, um, and we're going to make Jesus famous. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, anyway, looks like this is going to be available on digital and on demand November 2nd. So, yeah. Um, it stars people. I haven't heard of any of those people. <laughs> no, neither have I. <laughs> uh, but you know what? As a fan of music in the 80s, I may just give it a try. And Jesus is my homeboy, so there's that. <laughs> All he does save. Uh... Something else that we got was a Red Band trailer. Don't see too, too many of those um, for a animated The Spine of Night. And we're kind of talking about the animation and what if being kind of... This, like, looks straight out of the 80s. It does yeah, not look I like mean, it looks very now. much, you know, heavy metal-ish. Yeah, very reminiscent of that heavy metal style of animation and looks medieval and bloody as shit. Yeah, Jump down. So it looks like, you know, somebody steals some forbidden knowledge from a sacred uh, plant and falls into dark temptation. And, yeah. Chewing on that devil's lettuce. Yep. Um, <laughs> this is coming out um, in theaters, on demand, and digital. Excuse me. Digital HD, October 29th. So... Uh, let's talk a little bit about Netflix and a new series they've, that 70s show. <laughs> I can, I can remember watching it, you know, in its entirety. I don't know how I feel about that 90s show. And they're bringing back, I, I don't know how much of the original cast, but they're bringing back Red and whatever Foreman's mom was named. Yeah, I mean, I mean so they, far they it's, it's, it's only show. been Red and Kitty that have been confirmed to return. Yeah, I'm, I'm bet they're going to be like the grandparents now dealing with the damn form, you know, the next generation kids or whatever. Yeah, but I remember they tried to do a that '80s show spinoff and it like failed horribly. So. Yeah. And then again, this is Netflix though, so it's there's not the uh, restraints of uh, being on a network TV. So, but I mean, then again, they might be cussing and nudity and shit. <laughs> I don't think so, man. Because I mean, that '70s show, you know, I mean the. Okay, I, I, they're smoking weed, but you never actually, you know, it was always just kind of implied, hey, we're yeah, going to sit in a basement with a fog machine. Which kind of looks like our studio. <laughs> Shh, don't give it away. Man, I'm uh, sick of these guys that always laugh at their own jokes. Yeah, that's because it's hot box that's fucking here. What devil's lettuce? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure how I, I, I feel. I mean, I'll... I'm sure I'll give it a go, um, you know, at least for one or two episodes, but... We'll see. The original was good. And that, uh, the Ranch series with, uh, with, uh, a bunch of those guys from that 70s show was, was really fucking funny, so... Yeah. We'll see what they, what they do with that 90s show. And now we know we're officially old, because we grew up in the time of the show. <laughs> it's like, we were the high school kids in the 90s. We are officially antiques. Yeah, when the 70s show came out, like, oh, we don't remember the 70s, because we weren't that old. Now it's like, oh, fuck, they're making old shows about our time as a youth. Fuck, we're old. <laughs> All right. Well, as I as I wrap up here... um, We've been talking about the greatness of our childhood, and you can't talk about the greatness of childhood without Legos. 
and now they're super expensive, so only adults can buy them. <laughs> yeah, well... That's how we get great Lego sets these you days. You know, I, I know we've talked about the giant-ass Millennium Falcon and everything, but it looks like Lego has truly done something Titanic. <laughs> they have released the largest model to date, which is a... Is one, it complete two... Titanic, or is it broken in half Titanic? <laughs> <laughs> I think it depends on... Hey... Look what I made. And then the kid's like, look what I unmade. <laughs> and and that's the story. We didn't need a three-hour film. Like, no, we you just, just pick it up and you throw it across the room and like, hey, look what the iceberg did. Oh, so it, it actually says that the model will be able to break apart into three separate pieces. To... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's so you can see the inner workings, Joe. Yeah, okay. um, so you'll see, you know, the Grand Staircase, uh, Smoking Lounge, bodies. Boiler Room. Uh, <laughs> the engines can be removed, um, and when inside, the model will have pistons that move when the propellers are rotated. Um, there's the biggest to yet. Do we have an actual size of this thing? Uh, let's see here. Or so, just a piece count. Um, it is 53 inches long. Shit. Um... You god dang. <laughs> so it's about four and a half feet. Yeah. $900. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy crap. Uh, and it is 9,090 pieces. Holy shit. Yeah, I've never seen one that big. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I mean, that's to say this is the largest, you know, thing to date that Lego has done. Yeah, because so. I've seen... I mean, we've a seen like hundred the, pieces, yeah. but yeah, nine thousand. Holy shit! <laughs> I think I've even seen a thousand piece. I've been the the Disney castle or whatever, but yeah, that's a lot of fucking pieces. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I don't. How long would it take to assemble? A week, <laughs> and that's if you could dedicate a week. I don't know. That's crazy to me. Um, any other news tidbits? stuff you want to share with the listeners at home uh, that is it check us out on cigarnerdpodcast.com we're also on the ESO network at esonetwork.com we're also on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at cigarnerdpod okay, the Lego Death Star was 10,188 pieces, that was probably the so this doesn't win for the the highest piece count but it wins for overall size you know dimension wise yeah so that's that's still a lot of pieces yeah yes uh facebook instagram twitter at cigar nerd pod get your shirts at real men smoke cigars.com get your energy drinks at strikeforceenergy.com promo code cigar nerds for 20 percent off your order and with that viva las vegas and this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We are your hosts, Smokin' Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.